and welcome to Podaholics and the We Will Fix It podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai and myself, James Pikeaway. For the next hour or so, we're going to be talking about all your favorite things in the DIY world and we're going to actually be focusing in on getting family involved in projects as well as building a treehouse. What's involved and what do you got to think about years down the road? That's all coming up right now on the We Will Fix It show. I think we're we're rocking. We are rocking. Rocking and rolling. I think I needed that 10 minutes. I've been running around like that's you good. wouldn't believe today. No, that's good. And I, I think I came in quite manic. I decided not to sit <laughs> you, down initially. You, you walk in, you've got the Popeye thing, the snack. And yes. I was watching because as we are in the Rove Hotel, yes. if people are listening, of course they are. And they're wondering, what's the noise in the background? Rove downtown in Dubai is where we are in the I lobby. I love this place. You're in the Zoom getting a salad in a jar and you're shaking it and all I'm thinking is what is he shaking? It looks like a paint mixer. Anyway. It's probably why I go for it to be honest. (laughs) I'm quite comfortable with the paint mixer. It's that relaxing time just sitting down and and taking a few minutes. I mean you've been busy all day. Yeah it has. It's been been a crazy start today. Really really interesting day to say the least. Um, uh, As you you well know I'm um, I'm a governor at a school now. Yeah. So that starts this morning. What does that mean? What does Um, does a governor do? So basically our job is to hold the headmaster accountable for um, all of the actions that he plans to take um, and we sp- uh, we've got kind of six meetings a year whereby okay. we'll go through he'll basically present to us and we're there to critique him um, and minutes are taken and, okay. and up the line it will go all right so uh, and it's extremely enjoyable I mean I, the reason that I'm involved is not just due, uh, due to a friend of mine who um, who kind of conned me into it to be honest but mm-hmm. um, also it's he's a phenomenal headmaster in quite an underprivileged school okay. um, and I want to I want to kind of learn more outside of my traditional realm so it, it's a fascinating process I'm really enjoying it what, what kind of time does this take out of your your month oh, oh it's not too bad okay. um, so normally I'll be it'll be a couple of emails um, I need to get a, little, a few more visits in actually hmm. um, walk around but, a little bit uh, kick yeah. the tires see what's going on yeah, I did that this morning actually and, um, and found a couple of really interesting interesting um, things to continue with. Actually, I then came back and <laughs> I got nailed. I had, I had an hour in between yeah. um, the, uh, the the finish of that meeting back in the office and then off again to come and meet with you. I think Which I, I'm always grateful for when you can take time out of your day so we can talk DIY and wonderful. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I've, I, there was like seven different meetings that went on. I, it yeah. was just one room to the next and away we went, um, including in response to, the, um, uh, to what happened this morning. So it was fascinating, but it has been intense so far yeah. and then on the way here a, a chat with my my father-in-law as well which is always because <laughs> he's still one. here right he is still here yes mm-hmm. he stayed with us for uh, for six days it was fantastic had a really good time with him and then uh tomorrow evening my parents arrive for a week uh-huh. um so they'll be with us for kind of an early christmas for them mm-hmm. um which should be wonderful as well no, so okay well, i want to back up to the father-in-law so mm. last time we spoke you were getting everything sorted out for yes this this finishing of the project and the father-in-law was going to be kept busy, which is good because he likes to be busy. Yes. Did it all go to plan? Yes. <laughs> it was in, well, so it, what was the project? Remind it us. It all went to plan for me 
Um, yeah. But Natalie, my wife, um, felt as though we spent too much time on the project, which was an odd one. Oh, okay. So the project was the um, complete renovation, boy did it need it in the end, of the treehouse that my kids have mm-hmm. kind of grown out of now. And you'd, you'd sprayed it down and stripped it and... Well, I hadn't, if I'm God. honest. That was... I, I'd originally planned to do as much of the project as I could. Um, yeah. You know, it's just gone cold here in Dubai. Yeah. Um, so I planned to And of to course, use, those who are listening in other parts of the world are cold is, you know, 23, 22. It's almost a uh, British uh, summertime, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I always say that, to, yeah. you know, when we talk, even Canada, when people say, what's it like there this time? I said, it's a perfect Montreal summer. Lovely. Is what we're getting. Yes. So, uh, so um, in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did, I got the, uh, the guys, it's uh, because it yeah. has cooled down and demands a little bit less than it is during the summer. Um, it made sense to try and make use of some of that time. Hmm. Um, and we write a big long list, both um, stuff that needs doing around the warehouse, the offices, okay. um, uh, vehicles, and also in our own places as well. Nice. So I got the guys to spend a couple of days sanding it down. I mean, it's, it's a big old unit. It's probably about three, three meter by three meter, I guess, and oh, raised up, raised up about two meters as well. It's huge. So yeah, it is. It's a, it's a decent sized um, bit of kit. Um, so they'd sanded that down, and the idea being that we would then continue with the repainting process right. uh, with my father-in-law, uh, which kind of went well until I looked for a oil-based primer in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were you were looking for that. That's where we left off. You yeah. had, yeah. and that was the plan. You were going to get an oil-based primer, and you were good as gold. Six places it took to find an oil-based primer. Who made it in the end? Uh, in the end, actually, I went to Speedex, who okay. had National Paints. Yeah. Which is not my favorite brand, to be brutally honest, but I didn't really have many other options. I'd literally gone to five other outlets who had never even heard of, you know, an oil-based primer or I would have survived with an undercoat would have been fine. So is, is this just something people don't do now because our sealants or paints, whatever, just have it all mixed in? typically or why don't they have this stuff? I'm extremely confused by it because if you try and apply um, an oil-based paint, it's generally known as enamel. Um, So an an enamel paint directly to unprimed wood, then A, your coverage is (laughs) terrible. um, And secondly, the adhesion that you get is absolutely terrible as well. So it's just not feasible in my book. Um, Mm. I might be a little bit out of date, um, but I've seen it done quite recently and it was terrible, the end result. So I think it's still required, um, mm. but for some reason it doesn't seem to be the way that a lot of people are mm. are going. Um, and especially in Dubai, there is very little oil-based paint here, which might be a sign that, that the water-based paints have improved, but if you're going mm. exterior, unless it's going on a wall, you've got to go oil. There's no real option there. Yeah. So so that was a pain and took a few hours to, um, uh, to source. Um, but once we got that going we got on a really good um uh, uh, work ethic but it it really was three in fact i haven't totally finished it yet really yeah oh yeah is that because your wife natalie interceded because you were taking up too much time with her dad no okay. her dad left oh <laughs> which i thought was very inconsiderate um so you didn't try gone, to extend well <laughs> we, we didn't have that discussion but it's the first time that he stayed with us in a very very long time very long time um and as a result uh, we kind of thought it was best to keep it to a, a, a reasonable time frame because we didn't really know how things were going to go. As it was, he was just absolutely brilliant. He was wonderful with the kids. He was just, it was a fantastic which is, Which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So he's now often my brother-in-law and sister-in-law in the villa. 
um, where he's staying for, for a while longer and uh, he gets on really well with my parents as well okay. so while they're over we'll all meet up and we're actually going to have a, a like an early uh, Christmas dinner as oh, well oh that'll be fun yeah it will I'm really looking forward to that but I've got to rebuild that seat still <laughs> oh come on you can't tell me this is <sighs> what how, how long has this been sitting in disrepair well, a, month, a month a month yeah I know but the problem's been I prioritise I know yeah. there's logic <laughs> listen to the logic oh, yeah, I'm waiting I'm waiting right. so if you imagine my plan for the treehouse is to sell it pre-Christmas as okay. like the have ultimate you, the ultimate present for your kids. Yeah, and have you got it up on... Well, no, because I haven't finished it yet. I'm how, close. But how far? How far I reckon I'm a morning away. A morning? That's it? Yeah. So what's stopping you? I just haven't had a morning. <laughs> haven't had a morning. Tomorrow, I think I've got a morning because <laughs> my parents arrive in the evening. Okay. So um, th- th- I sh- let's talk through that project. It's probably worthwhile to yeah, explain yeah. to people. Yeah. Um, so basically, when I when I got this, I bought it secondhand uh, now. To so it's, an, to so it's already a secondhand unit? It was already a secondhand okay. unit. But it had been painted by five-year-olds. Literally okay. painted so, by five-year-olds. So th- this is a backyard climbing frame? No. It's basically, it's a tree house that's okay. raised off the ground by two meters or so okay, with that, steps going yeah, uh, isn't that a climbing the, frame no 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 wait I've got a I've got a building as well in uh, there so it's an indoor for the main part of it with a balcony at the front okay a balcony rail was how I purchased it I then adapted it so I cut some of the, the uh, balcony rail out bought a um, a slide wow uh, installed the slide into it and then amended as required so that they yeah. could basically slide off the balcony structure and away they went so this is a true tree house yes without a tree without a tree, of course, we're not a tree. Nice. So, um, over two and a half years, it got to the stage when I when I bought it, I I did um, uh, waterproof it pretty well. It yeah. was uh, I redid all of it, um, but over two and a half years, it it, it had died. Sun, yeah. water, yeah. garden. Yeah. I mean, it, just the normal stuff. It's well, it's hit it's hit daily yeah. um, with um, four and a half thousand gallons of water, um, which is what we need. <laughs> God, <laughs> you're joking me? No, I'm not. That's how you much put goes four and a half thousand gallons on your garden. It's a it's a pretty it's big garden. Pretty garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's fifteen and a half thousand square feet is wow, the is the okay. plot. It's it's okay. a big old place. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, of, I'm just that, thinking that's a lot of water. It is a lot of water. <laughs> it's a huge amount of water, but we won't we won't talk <laughs> too much about the detail of that for various reasons. Yeah. Anyway. So it's been hit with this um, for the last two and a half years, and, and uh, I hadn't. I'd given it a quick renewal in the lower areas one afternoon, but yeah, which um, is, I hadn't really done. But as, it survived really well because the 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 sealant in the first place that you put on yes, did was, the job. It was top quality. I mean, yeah. apart from one one strut, uh, which has been a problem. So later on in the project, we cut out the uh, the rot from that. Okay, and it just so happens that it was a thirty five mil. Um, width that we needed to get through which was exactly the same dimension as the main spa of a pallet okay. and I had a couple of pallets <laughs> left over as you well know from my yes. bar project yeah so it was it was just perfect so to easy. be able to do that um, and I'm saying that I've still got to plane that down which is going to take a while because I left it way too way oh. too protruding so that's going to be a pain um, however uh, that part is not the, the, the what really took the time what took the time 
was a combination of um, the level of degradation that we'd had with the painted rather than uh, preserved area was quite dramatic. Um, So the lesson here is do the preserving, not the painting, if you were to do it again. um, Well, no. No. Actually, when it was done, I did the preserving myself and then I threw to my team to do um, the the preparation and uh, repainting work on the painted areas okay. because basically I, it was just that was what was going to take the time and again I did it kind of um, uh, in, a, in a low period Yeah. so it seemed sensible okay. to, 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 to use the guys anyway we don't do this kind of work well, I, I was just going to say you, you guys aren't painters that's no exactly so non-specialisms and I've got the feeling that I was pretty busy over that period as well which actually meant that I, I'm not sure I briefed them correctly because there wasn't a primer on there Ah, which is how we know okay. about the whole flaking stuff. Right, right. So uh, this time around, it's really important that we got that absolutely right, which we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of coats of primer. And and people then, don't think about the, ne- the necessity for primer. Yeah. Like, well, it, it, on a wall, if you imagine, we know about the two types of yeah. um, two types of paint, or the main two types of paint, water-based or oil-based. Um, for a wall, basically what you're looking for is a sealer coat. Yeah. So only if you've got um, a new plaster. Well, you very rarely have that here. You might have mm. the old patch, but you can get away with that. But uh, it's very rare here that you're going on a virgin wall, so to speak. So people don't really think about mm. sealing and that kind of thing. You can just repaint over. Um, and latex paint technologies come on leaps and bounds to be able to do that. Oil-based is a whole different kettle of fish. I don't, I don't know too many people who are using oil-based paints these days. No, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that maybe a contractor would use or some yeah. people who are ill-advised, let's put it that way, would use them on a wall. But you get this yeah. horrific sheen and the finish is terrible as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it might be used, for instance, in a high humidity environment mm. you might think of it um, but apart from that I would never use it but yeah. people do which is the reason why it's still supplied it's yeah. for walls is what they think it's not what the paint's designed for <laughs> so yes you eventually did find at Speedex yeah primer so we got that two coats interestingly enough from two and a half years ago the original paint was perfect really so well done Jotun your, okay. your Jotun enamel was absolutely fine to use again okay so I now did you roll you rollered it on as well right I rolled it yes uh, which was much quicker I mean I don't think how many days I would have been out if I tried to um, Do brush it um, but then I taped it as well for speed um, taped so it take the edges ah. so uh, that way I can literally roll it right up to the edge go over the tape and um and then rip it off when it's kind of... I like ripping off when it's kind of tacky. Hmm. Um, and it works you don't find quite it well. Pulls? You don't find it pulls a little bit on that? No, because again, I, I kind of... My, my method is... Um, I will kind of half half cover the roller uh-huh. on the inside edge. So that way, the half that's over the tape has got very little on it anyway. Ah, okay. And that way, I've got I'd, I've got to the edge, but I haven't gone that much further. Um, worked really well. Worked really well uh, for that one. But it did take a lot of time because it's all spindles, the, um, mm. the, the, the top area. So you had no common surfaces. It was just a pain. So, uh, but enjoyable. Did that. Father-in-law one side, me on the other side. A okay. couple of coats um, for that one. The preserving took absolutely ages because Why? some of the uh, some of the wood had basically soaked in the uh, the original preservative and it oh, started to degrade. Okay. Which meant when we put new preservative on, it soaked straight in, and then we had to repaint and repaint to basically get there. And I've still got a bit more of that to do. Okay. Uh, then that main leg that I talked about that was um, one of the four main legs that holds up the main Yeah, the structure. one that you had to cut some out and then... Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Um, so that one was... We spent 
ages talking about that, to be honest, rather than doing. Was it just because you were debating what's the best way to do this? Well, we knew the best way to do it, which was so with a, with so a router. Was, so, <laughs> but I didn't have a router. I did in the office, but I didn't. I wanted so to kind I, of I do would a call, home I would job. call that a router, but so just right to, router, yeah, router, yeah, router. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. that. <laughs> so I had it in the office, but for some reason I was like, how many people own a router? Like that. That's, well, this is the point. <laughs> not a very so I wanted to go tool. old school. I was okay. like, okay, let's do this project like a DIY yeah. at person at home. So I found a couple, um, uh, you know, I used a hammer and a chisel okay. and literally yeah, yeah. chiseled it. Okay. But the problem with that, if you imagine, if you're trying to put a length of wood in yeah. and it wasn't a full width that we right. were going through, you get a very uneven surface yep. at the back of that. Yeah. So then we had... Much better. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. Um, so then, um, in the end, um, we kind of jimmied it a bit to be okay. honest. Um, well, you tried to make it as straight as possible yeah, with that the was, chisel? Well, no, no, we managed to get the, the, it was fine because the actual post itself was made up of th uh, like three ah. planks originally. So we took out the middle plank in its entirety, which was the 35 mil, but we had okay. the support so either how, side. How were the, the three planks, planks attached together? With, uh, the, with They were just like, uh, gl um, glued or? Gulams, okay. Um, okay. Uh, right. originally. So once we got that out, that was fine. It was the, the varying depths that proved to be difficult. Mm. So in the end, we utterly nailed it with wood glue okay. and then um it was so tight the fit um we were bang on 35 mil 35 okay. mil um that we were really pushing and pushing to try and get it in there leaving quite a major protrusion out the front of it and then we screwed the whole thing oh in. man yeah but there was so much glue in it it took three days to set <laughs> three days i know it's supposed to be four hours three days yeah i know we absolutely we absolutely went for it um the end three result days. i know three days <laughs> The end result is going to be fine and it, yeah. it perfectly, you know, way, way beyond anything that that would ever need. And you'd never see it by the time that, we're, yeah. that I'm finished with it. But it was a process to say the least, um, to get it to that, um, mm. to that stage. But I've, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. But that, the problem with that is uh, by now I'm supposed to also have finished redoing the table. Yeah. Uh, the table well, I'm chairs. just thinking that now you've, you've, you've got this whole relationship with the treehouse that you're going to sell. Yes. And you've now invested a whole bunch more time into it it's totally uneconomic <laughs> um, but, but it's been you know yeah. it is an interesting one we, we talked before about um projects and what they do for family relationships and i, I in that time yeah. i talked about the bar that i made yep. especially with my daughter around and about well this time it was it just so happened to be that the project was what we were doing but as a bonding experience with my father-in-law it's been priceless absolutely utterly priceless and we we kind of needed that for various okay, reasons that's good it, it was it was excellent and i think people should think about that a little bit more yeah. as um you know maintenance is something that you can do as a family bonding experience and it's something that i did as a child and i know yeah. you did as well yeah. and it was it was a massive bonding experience with my own father and now because i've made such poor progress <laughs> um my parents arrived tomorrow evening guess what dad's doing with me now we're gonna do that does, table and chair does he know that this is he hasn't got a clue is is this in his wheelhouse is, oh of oh, course it's, it's of course it's in his wheelhouse no no right? the other question is do you have the necessary tools that he's going to demand to finish this job absolutely not but that's the point 
So he's going to do it as well because he, he's he's very much the all the gear uh, but with an idea kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he will go and buy tools for projects. Um, but again, I'm, I'm I kind of enjoyed the um, the DIY approach to things. So I bought a, uh, another mouse sander, and my mouse sander was so totally got, dead. What you just, so, didn't you just get? Is, didn't you just get a mouse? Oh, sorry, no, it's that one. It's that oh, okay, one that I've okay. got. But the plan was originally that I'd be ah, using okay. that um, purely for. Oh, that was the mouse sander to use mm. for the table and chairs. But in the end, we used it on the uh, the treehouse as well. Okay. But I've just had the delivery of um, sixty mouse sanding mats because you can't find the right size here. I don't understand. So, that. Uh, they sell the sanders, but uh, not all the mats. And uh, different uh, different <laughs> shapes. I mean, come on, mouse sander manufacturers, <laughs> at least standardize that for us. You know why they don't? So you buy, yeah. only can only buy them. Yeah. It's insane. If you own Dewalt, you're not going to buy the the Ford brand or the the Still brand or the Makita brand because how irritating is. That? I don't know who makes the Ford one though, because Ford does have branded tools. You're right. Yeah, but I don't know who's making them. Well, there's a whole bunch of now that are are lending their brands to yeah. Chinese manufactured I think goods. It's Black, and not I think bad. it's Black and Decker. Actually, it's not. No, I'm sure it's not. No? Yeah, um, I know those guys quite well, so okay. I'm sure it's not them. Could be proved wrong. Um, anyway, so, so now you, where we're at now is so you, where we're now backing up to the the treehouse is you're going to yes. finish that yeah. half a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a morning. That That's tomorrow morning. I'm going to do it tomorrow morning, and then you're going to put it up for sale. So that's uh, now. Yes. It, are you going to are you going to fire it first out on the British on, dads probably? Yeah, British dads are. I was even thinking because you're in the ranches, just in the ranches area, so that maybe someone in the ranches wants to take it off your hands. Well, the issue. Is oh, the, Ara- the Arabian ranches community? Oh, you can't do that kind of stuff. No, it oh. does not allow the. Oh. oh, I tell you what, the guy, the admin there is just an absolute idiot. He really is. He's um, he he runs a maintenance company himself, right. and um, <laughs> he uh, he refuses anything commercial, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. So, so you you could stand at the gate though with a sign. Well, kind do you of know like what? they that, do with Domino's Pizza in the States with a big should, arrow that you kind of sh- throw I should around. make it clear that person's actually me. I run the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that way if you're not putting it into the you're not putting it into the ranch. I can't break my own rules. No, you're not putting but, but you uh, can stand at the gate uh, with a big well, sign. Anyone want to well, I think the problem is we're on a, a, probably one of the quietest streets yeah, okay. in the Arabian ranches, so it'd be difficult for many right. people to see it. But I will get word out yeah. there on social media as well. And it's gotta be in the British Dads group. There. Yeah, yeah. But then you got the, the dilemma someone's gonna have to bring the crane to get it out well i've got a plan which is um my boys got it in originally from its original location in the lakes they got it to to me in the ranches and when did they put it on a tow truck to bring it over we got a flat a flatbed to do it um so i we i the way i want to get rid of it pre-christmas is i'm going to offer it installed at an installed price yes really using our boys um hopefully to be able to do it the one thing that i'm not going to tell the guys who are still working for me actually that did it last time is since then it has been painted with an inch of its life and over the screws that you put it back together with so i'll leave you to work that one out and i've got (laughs) lots of paint for you to be able to touch up afterwards or alternatively i'll i'll offer a big whacking discount for them to um to work it all out themselves and we'll see what happens all out themselves i'd be a pain in the royal derriere because you'd have to get permissions to bring in the i'm going to throw in 1200 dirhams discount for anybody who wants to attempt 
to remove it themselves. So what's your asking price at this point? I think around the 5,000 mark. Okay. Sounds about right, right. I think, which is right. top end. Yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of thinking, see, I'm trying to play on a few things from my marketing background here, which is if you think about the timing uh-huh. and the type of person that I've got it, it's going to be somebody who is time poor yep. and hasn't sorted out yep. something really decent for the kids for Christmas. And this would be that thing. It would. It looks and, fantastic. And I said, you've just yeah. refinished it. So exactly. It's, and you've made the reparations on the pieces that have... Yep. Be- <laughs> So it's a I'm no-brainer. kind of thinking, and also knew they are extremely expensive, yeah. but they, they don't and, have the modification with the well, slide as And where well. do you get those things new here? I mean, they're hard to come by. Yeah, well, they're imported, yeah. so you're too late for that import now. Yeah, yeah you'll never so get I'm it. And they don't come, get they don't price. get imported assembled either. They get no, no, imported. No. Yeah. yeah, good luck at putting that together. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my hope. This is the theory, but I've got a feeling in January, we're going to be having this conversation where you're going to so how did it go with the same? And I'll be like, I've still got it. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to go. Dan's first job, which is going to be uh, quite entertaining, is that seat that I took Hold apart. Hold on, Dan's, Dan's got kids. Dad's, Dad's no, but I'm thinking, job. I'm going back to Dan. Dan. Your partner. Yes. D- doesn't he need one of these? No. No. He built the world's biggest pergola in his oh, garden. no. It is it's something like 42 square meters, something, <laughs> something insane that he, he had installed. And again, he did that on a time frame. He literally made the decision to press the button yeah. four days before his family turned up. And they finished it literally at midnight, and he was picking the mum up at 1 a.m. Oh, man. It was incredible. It looks awesome he's done such a great job on it um so as a result he definitely does not have the space to put well he does but then he'd have nothing left in his garden yeah so yeah problem now back to your dad's job and this this is the month-long table dismantling so has that chair just been sitting there in a corner the one that you took all apart no no it's it's in it's in my shed but it's literally (laughs) it is it is componentized in its entirety i mean it's literally strips of wood now so but the problem that i have is my dad by his very nature is extremely accurate uh, oh. you know he's, he's an ex-fast jet test pilot there you there's go there's no such thing as yeah. error no. he doesn't do that because no. people would die if yeah. he made an error but the problem with that is he's he's not remotely quick at mm. anything <laughs> Sandwiches was the hilarious one. I forgot to tell Natalie about this. So when my father makes sandwiches, there is exactly the same thickness and number of components on every single sandwich without a doubt. He will cut it so that you could guarantee if you measured the square area of his sandwich and both sides of the diagonal cut, it would be within 2% each side. And does he get a slide rule out and all that to make sure that he's got the calculations correct? No, because he's, he's so accurate with his... Um, eye and hand-eye coordination that it, it will be perfect. You wouldn't need to measure it. He's oh, that man. good. Man. Um, however, it could take hours and you're just going to have to bear with him. And whatever you do, do not try and hurry him, him along because there'll be a problem. The other issue we have is working together on the same project closely could be an issue. So we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. And um, it, I mean, it's hilarious because my whole position in the in the industry is very much uh, one of the quality end of the market. And I'm sure yeah. I get that directly from him. But relative to him, I would seem slapdash, which is incredible <laughs> because the one thing I hate in, and we talk about it constantly, yeah, is yeah. slapdash work. And my work isn't remotely slapdash. But the fact is, he would spot the irregularity and the, you mm-hmm. kind of struggle with that. But bizarrely, he's not remotely OCD, so it's very odd. That's, that's very, very odd. Very, very odd. But then people have, um, have mentioned many of my traits are a bit OCD, but not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, fascinating. Anyway, I can't wait. It's going to be no, good. That's, that's a nice warm-up. 
warm-up. I got to say, it's, it's one of our best warm-ups ever. I can't believe that was supposed to be 10 minutes. Now, was, I'm not sure. It, it wasn't even on the subject matter that it was supposed to be. <laughs> well, because now we want to get to 10 minutes with Colin. <laughs> My goodness. How long have I rambled on for? On that 30 minutes. Bit? That was 30 minutes. Yeah, well, no, 26. 26. Oh, well, if 26. it's not 30, then yeah, we're absolutely we're under, fine. We're under, we're under the 30 mark. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but, 10 minutes, the 10 minutes today, I want to talk about something which I think is a big benefit for everybody. It's a little bit more commercial than we would normally do. We try and mm. focus this uh, podcast very much on um, the benefits of maintenance as a whole. But it, it was something that I've been working on for the last kind of week, which is at this time of year, once it has gone cooler here in Dubai, mm. one of the things we as providers look at is, right, okay, I still need to fill the time for all of our guys. So what we do is all of those services that traditionally would be red hot during the red hot summer period. So which are your ACs, your water tanks? Yes, absolutely. Um, We we then look at whacking great discounts because we're looking to still fill our guys and get some revenue in, but there's not the natural demand of the summer where you're you're almost kind of cowering from the amount amount of work that people want to do. So there are lots of services that you would be doing... um, either on a, an annual basis or a biannual basis, that if you timed it correctly, you could save an absolute fortune on. Hmm. I don't think people realize this. No, they don't. But you wouldn't naturally think about this because yeah. you've got better things to think about, haven't yeah. you? But, the, the scenario, but everyone wants to save money. Yes, exactly. But if you think about AC cleaning, okay? Now, the logic dictates that it should be every four months is about the standard. If, you, if you've got split ACs, meaning you've got them on the roof... If you um, you have chilled water ACs that are, are working only within an indoor environment, you can cut that down to twice a year without there being too many issues um, that you'd need to worry about. In that scenario, imagine that you put um, two of those services, if it was biannual, you could do one before the summer, one after the summer, and you could benefit from both sides of that peak period without ever having to hit that hot period. That's pretty impressive. Three times a year, two out of your three could be within that period. And if you play your cards right or push it a bit with whoever your provider is, you can probably work out an annual deal that will cut out the additional cost of that third service. That's pretty sweet. Especially if you started it at this time of year, non-hot periods. So in terms of budgeting, if you are able to budget that way, to give you an idea, it literally would be up to 50% discount that you can get. 50%? Yes. Because we're all trying to fill our staff right now okay in the summer when you've got all the demand coming at you we don't need to discount to be able to get um our guys fully booked and more so therefore everybody keeps their prices at the standard rates okay so things to think about are duct cleaning normally you would do it once every 18 months to two years well if you haven't done it within the 18 months to two years get it done now so that that way you don't have to do it for that period again and you're not in the summer period which is when all your ACs are turned on so then you start saving again yeah service 
servicing. Now, with an outdoor unit, a unit on the roof, it actually doesn't really matter that much mm. whether or not you use it. It's still going to get choked with sand because it's in the outdoor environment, but it will be less so. So therefore, servicing your ACs now, and again, the indoor unit will be uh, fully serviced and ready to go, uh, yeah. makes a lot of sense at a 50% discount. Well, what a great time to clean it before the, yes. the drain valves are backed up and yeah. before you've got some freeze action on your, yeah. your, your the, the parts that have, are full of dust and mold and that. But with chilled water units, it's absolutely obvious that you would okay. stick to non-peak season. So that way, the only thing that you would necessarily need to do during peak season would be if you had a breakdown. Mm. Well, hopefully, if you were doing two services a year before and after, you would be unfortunate for you to have a breakdown during peak because you are maintaining it effectively yeah. um, as required. So I think it's it's just really about efficiency and efficiency of family spend, mm. which is stay out of those peak periods as much as you can and in non-peak periods make use of those services and think about where yeah. demand would be for that supplier and they will be very interested in talking <laughs> to you when it's not at peak peak uh, season. So that makes it good for the consumer and good for the service provider. Exactly. It's a win-win. Yeah, that's the name of the game. There we go. That's 10 minutes with Colin. That was not 10 minutes. No, I know. Well, I thought since I'd done 30 minutes on intro, I thought I'd better keep it a little bit sharper than normal. Speaking of sharp, that's the other question I I had after our last conversation about the Scottish Lumberjacks. Ah, yeah. I I was wondering, does anyone sharpen saws and saw blades here? Not that I'm aware of. No. No. Um, So it's just disposable saws now. It's a very manual process, and they just say, change the chain. That would be their normal... uh, the normal method um, but again it is a real art form for a yeah. chainsaw to be able to uh, to sharpen it because I remember the nice round files that people would use for that yeah. and, I, and I remember seeing that I they're for, still available here. I worked for the city at one point uh, back in Canada yeah. and we would sharpen our own chainsaw well there was a guy in the tool lockup who sharpened yes. the chainsaws well that's one where really assuming that you were sensible enough to be able to work with sharp things which I think most people would yeah. be that would be one you could learn off a YouTube video that would be a, a great a great skill files are available here yeah uh, and on that basis you'd be perfectly capable of doing it do you do you sharpen your own knives yes i mean not and not running it through a knife sharpener but you know cold stone whetstone that kind of stuff uh, i don't get cold stone whetstone but i have um, st- I, I, I guess it's dry stones. stone whetstone yeah but you do different stones? i do different stones yeah so yeah. I've, got a, I've got a couple of stones for that um but again, I don't know whether the the quality of the carbonized steel has improved these days, but mm. mine very rarely go off. I'm quite amazed. I've got a um, a set of uh, Richardson's um, okay. made. Sh- they're not they're they're, they're mid range, yeah. um, not not particularly high end. But I've got a set of Richardson's uh, made in Sheffield, as they proudly wow. state in England, no wow. less, wow. which is actually one of the homes of steel, bizarrely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sheffield Sheff- Sheffield Steel. Yes, yeah, Sheffield has- Steel. Yeah, um, but. Oh, Again, Home building yards there is too, right? Uh, or there no, used to be? No, no not Sheffield. No. Um, probably further up in the Humber Estuary, okay. which is where my wife's from, um, or now kind of Newcastle and Glasgow yeah, were the okay. main kind of areas for that. Um, but again, uh, that is, they, they don't seem to require that much sharpening that's, these days. Quality, that's a quality cutting instrument. Maybe that's it. Yeah. 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 So um, that's it. Yeah. The replacements in Dubai. Hmm. But again, I don't think there's all that much demand outside of the um, the, the suppliers who are uh, doing the municipal um, yeah. municipality. Which areas. is unfortunate. Right? People are just throwing yeah. stuff away or it's, yeah, it's dull. Or they, it or they get those, you know, 
terrible knife sharpeners that I've seen. You know, you buy them at any grocery store and yeah. it's got three metal things in it and you run your knife through it or yes oh. they don't half destroy <laughs> the blade as well don't they, they I mean, do. it's quite amazing you'd have thought okay so we understand it needs to be at a price point but at the same time it's got to kind of do what it's designed to do anyway yeah and it doesn't it just absolutely decimates the the, um, the blade it's the guys at the shawarma shack who are sharpening on that big long thing do you ever, do you ever, yeah yeah the, yeah I yeah. I, yeah and i often wonder is it doing anything is yeah. it really doing anything guys it looks good they certainly don't yeah i know but they have no consistency of angle so <laughs> no, how, no. therefore how do you get to an edge you know i thought maybe it's that big shawarma knife doesn't really need the angle i have one guy once who basically <laughs> used it like um you know when you start off with a drum set you know, one two yeah. One, two, three, yeah. four. He did that and then started cutting the shawarma. He didn't even move it. It was just the the sound that he was going for. Um, boy, how I roared. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I see those guys doing that sharpening. I often wonder, I wonder if that really works. Because I've seen those things sold too. But yeah. But it comes all back down to that that lost art and you know, mm. using a, a dry stone and picking your stone. And, you know, a lot of times for the bow knife or the pocket knife or the, yeah. you know, the, the fishing knife. There was, there was a day when maybe that day is still here when having a, a pocket knife is an important piece of, of equipment. It kind of in modern day life it can cause you quite a lot of problems having well, a pocket if you're, knife. If you're, if you're traveling, forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, but also you know you think about the um, the security within places oh, that's as true. well. Just generally within the region. Yeah, you, you it's quite often <laughs> having to empty your pockets. I find pull out a blade there and your Swiss Army and you're yeah. done for. They're looking at you. What's this for? But, <laughs> you know, it's fascinating actually now that you mentioned it because. Uh, that I was thinking, who's the best person that I know for sharpening uh, knives? And again, it's my dad. Really? So, so I'm kind of going to line out the knives. When exactly. He comes. The poor guy is going to be from midnight to midnight. I'm going to have him work. How long is he here for? All sorts. Uh, eight days, I think. Oh, he's got a lot of time. Well, yeah, but then these <laughs> days, um, my poor mum needs quite a lot of maintenance as well. She's not okay. in, in the best of uh, best of state. So I, he's going to be busy doing that, thinking about yeah. it. But well, it would be nice to try and interlude a few things with father-son yeah. activities. <laughs> well, the other thing is sharpening scissors. That, yeah. That also used to be a big one. And Saying that, saying that, the here's one that's really got my nose. Oh, you've got me right coming here now. <laughs> Okay, IKEA. Do you remember the, the the main IKEA scissors? Yes. That were the blue ones. Yes. Which have those incredible blades on them. Yeah. Okay. They last for like ten years. They've stopped selling them. Really? I'm gutted. They were only like four or five dirhams. That's probably why they stopped selling them because they weren't, you know, people weren't coming to buy more. Well, I had 15 sets of because you did. Well, it was kind of a bit of a joke with my wife, which was she kept taking um, the scissors and she'd put them everywhere that just yeah. wasn't in the kitchen drawer where we'd agree they went. So my cutting plan, and this was almost just after we met, kind of before we were married, was if I get so many sets that wherever she puts them, there are more there, A, she's going to get the message, which is, I'm not overly happy that you keep doing this. And secondly, we are going to have enough pairs that it really doesn't matter where she puts them because we've got loads more and I'll just keep replenishing them. Yeah. Well, now we are, what are we, 11, yes, probably about 11 years later. I did that very early on. Um, 
we're now down to like our last three or four really? pairs. Well, having lost them, they're not, yeah. they haven't, they haven't yeah. broken at all. So I was obviously at the stage of, well, she still, it didn't work. She still puts <laughs> them 11 years in. Yeah. yeah. We're done. See, she put them, she puts them absolutely everywhere. And now, because we've only got four pairs around the house, I have to retrieve them knowing where she normally puts them. Uh-huh. So it drives me at the wall. But they don't sell them anymore. They don't sell them anymore. They don't have any replacement in. They do, but they're rubbish. They're mm. absolutely rubbish. The choices that they have now are either, they almost look like a hairdressing scissor, these right, little flimsy yeah. numbers, yeah. which are no use to anybody, uh, apart from a hairdresser, I suppose. Yeah. Alternatively, the uh, the really big, ridiculously sharp ones that they use for cutting material. Right. So, neither of those are suitable for the day-to-day mm. task of whatever it may be from being able to cut the kids' yeah. paper when they need it and maybe still not too great at doing that without damaging things. <laughs> the dog looks very odd these days as a result. <laughs> anyway, uh, and to that, two fish bones or, or whatever yeah. else. It, it, this those one those were incredible, weren't they? Exactly. You could cut everything. Yeah. So I found Chicken wings. I used to always use perfect. them to cut chicken wings. I agree. Well, I found a replacement oh, pair oh, oh. on the same design. Okay. Okay. So four or five dirhams, try 49 dirhams. What? That's the, the exact same design. So they, so they bought, so Ikea had bought so many, got so many yeah. made that they got it at a ridiculous price point yes. that their supplier could no longer match and that's why they don't get them anymore. Exactly. <laughs> well, I am guess even if they'd whacked it up 50%, there was nothing that even came close. Yeah. But they didn't. They just pulled it out and I'm gutted about it. I really am. I wonder if it's worldwide so, or if it's just here. Well, to be honest, I'm quite, I'm almost ready to import. I'm literally at that level now. And I import another 15 pairs. And, you know, we'd look lovingly at each other and go, remember this. Remember what I did this last time? Well, you didn't learn. So let's try in another 11 years. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those. Scissors, who'd have thought that would get me riled? I know. I'm, I'm really impressed. You're like sat Thank forward. You. It's like, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is all going. Scissors, what has happened to my life to get riled by scissors? You know, it's funny. You had the boys over working on my place. Oh, and God, yeah, that went much better than I was expecting. Oh, wasn't that incredible? It was incredible. I, Actually, I haven't managed to talk to Alex since. I have to talk I mean, to him. He is a genius. But it was, uh, it was uh, so it, it truly was the issue. So it had the issue with yeah. the wall main feed tap in yes. a washroom that fed a few things. And, and our prognosis through all these conversations was yeah. that the one piece in the middle had corroded. Well, yeah, there was extreme corrosion of that one piece to the point that he was having trouble getting it out of the wall. It broke Why, I pulling can, it I out of the wall. Imagine, yeah. So then he pulls it out of the wall, finally gets it out. And how, how I don't know how he did that. So it was the main barrel. Yeah, it was the main barrel. Right. Okay. And so he, he was having trouble getting it broke. The main barrel broke in situ. So he thought, I, I think I can get it out. And he, and he, he did actually. And he said, look at this. It's, it's completely crazy. Well, that's 20 years. Then he goes, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. And he put a plastic one in because he said, or, or whatever it was, but it's, I know, I think he, he said that you want to put plastic in because it doesn't corrode. Interesting. Or there's a plastic piece in it. Is it green? Has a red a red plastic handle. Red plastic handle, but no, no, the fitting. And so, what, did he leave the housing in there, or did yeah, he take that, yeah. the whole thing? Out? So he took out the, the he left the housing and he only took out the middle. And he had a replacement barrel for he, it. He, he he said, I don't know if I've got one in the truck. Let me go see. He Blimey, did. I am he so did. out of touch. He did. It was it was spectacular. He had exactly what he needed. That's insane. That's what I said. Mind you, I've got to say, Alex is notorious for having the heaviest van. He drives uphill permanently. And I'm like, if it wasn't Alex, if it was any one of my other guys, I would have a big 
discussion over yeah. the fact that this is costing me a fortune in fuel and you really can't do oh, that. Man, he had it and it was... It was that's spe- the thing. When you're plumbing, yeah. you basically want the biggest breadth of parts yeah. for exactly this scenario. But I still didn't think he'd have it because I no. told you it's yeah, going to yeah. be, you'll come take a look and then yeah. it's going to be a second trip without a doubt to get it. Yeah. No, he had it. Fixed, fixed it. Fixed something else. It was like, I couldn't believe it. They did. I mean, but the best one was the screen guys because oh, I had okay. screens gotten done too. These guys were... Mm. This was the classic one because we you can buy all the screen stuff, right? Yes. And you can go to Ace and buy it yourself. And yes. I was talking with the wife and, was like, and she's going, really, why would you do it yourself? And I go, well, you can, she says, what do you have to buy? Yes. And so I'm watching them do this and, hmm. and you know, they've got all of those little rubbers that you need yeah. at copious amounts. Yes, we do. They've got a roller, they've got all the screen you could need. They got, you know, all of the things that Joe Blow, like myself would take hours to do. And you're right, it took them half an hour screen. Hmm. And I said, so how, how, how did, how did this job, you know, shape up? And he goes, sorry for taking longer. And I go, oh, well, was the problem? He goes, well, the rubbers we have come in two sizes. Yes, they do. But your screens take the third size that, uh, that, that, that no one makes. Oh. And I went, what? And so I'm just Something thinking huge. <laughs> so I'm looking at them and I'm going it's like a four mil and a six mil that they normally carry with them. Yeah. Yours must be eight. Yeah. Ours is the middle size. So the oh, small the size. Yeah. He okay. said, so the ours wasn't one. the big one yeah. and ours wasn't, uh, ours is in the middle. The one that no one, that, that, you don't need the middle size because there's no screens on the middle yeah. size. Except my place. Oh, wow. So I said, well, what'd you do? He says, we stretched the longer, the, yeah, the thicker one. And I'm clever. going, and I'm going, that's really clever. But if mm. I'd been doing it myself. Yeah. You wouldn't have got to that. I, I mean, I either would have bought the smaller one or the larger one. Yeah. And then, you know, it never would have got done. Can you, that's I would. Really I, interesting thought. Though. Yeah. And I was just impressed a, that, you know, the guys were savvy enough as, oh, as you would expect, but there, there wasn't, this isn't a problem that we can't solve. And they solved it. See, that's the thing with, um, with, uh, our DIY teams, which is with DIY, although you can't be skilled in it in the same way, they normally have a specialism that we try and work on and broaden. Um, but the key skill for our DIY guys is thinking on their feet. Yeah. Um, and, thinking through the entirety of uh, the work that they're doing to completion to be confident that they can if you're going to start it you must yeah. be able to finish yeah. it because if you think about what we we've set up as you know uh, the we will fix it one call one visit job done yeah when we're not able to deliver that it, it, when you're advertising your slogan <laughs> exactly it's an issue for you yeah yeah so sure. then at the start of that kind of project you've got to make a call can i actually make this work alternatively do i make a phone call now to say deliver x to me so yeah. i can do it in one trip or thirdly do we really have to say to our customers look i'm so sorry but yeah. now we're here we can't actually do this yeah. uh, and we're gonna have to uh, pass because the one cardinal sin that uh, we will fix it is uh, for people to or our technicians to take on a job that they can't complete yeah or do something that, that that's going to be substandard which really drives me up the wall. I was also watching the two guys take some of these screens out from the windows because again 20 years old they've never been taken out yeah things shift yes and while the windows are all fine and everything but cl- the, clearly these screens are supposed to pop in and pop out yeah they do yeah, the, yeah. they don't no <laughs> 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> Wonderful. So, you know, it's one thing getting them out. I was just thinking, but you know, you got to get it back in. He says, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But they, you know, they obviously, you know, tightened things up and did this and did Correct. that and adjusted and got it in and got it out. And it's, <laughs> so, so the, the best part is, you know, and again, these are these black yes. screens, not the silver metal ones yep. that were in there. Cause again, 20 year old screens. Well, no, they're still available. The, well, the, the yeah, silver but, ones, which yeah. are metal. Yeah. The problem is as soon, with the metal ones, as soon as you have any kind of contact with it, it stretches. Yeah. You can't get it back. It's yeah. just done. And it looks terrible. I don't so, know how many times I've walked into the black ones though. <laughs> the other oh, day. I, I well, did. they're nylon. So there's a quite <laughs> well, a lot of give in them. I said, yeah. this is a good thing. There's yes. give because <laughs> just. Yeah. And it's why, it's why we go with them. Yeah. We just won't install the metal ones. They're actually cheaper and easier yeah. uh, to install, but it just, people don't think about that and they neither should they, but yeah. you want a maintenance provider to actually think about yeah. that for you. And so there's going back to the whole story of, you know, going by the stuff. No, you know what? Just get the guys come and do it. It's a it, lot of hassle. It's a lot of hassle it for, is. Uh, for DIY. But again, you know, I, I, it is one of those jobs that if you've got the patience for it and oh, you, yeah. a bit of YouTube, you can do yourself. But yeah, it comes with a few risks along the yeah. way. The, the other one I wanted to bring up, and this is just from, from talking to folks and you're, you know, you go and visit people and, you know, the number of people who've got toilets that this time of year, the flushing mechanisms seem to be having issues. Yes. And I don't know if it's because the water's gotten cooler and, or what, but they're not standard. Every they all seem to be different. <laughs> Every the, well, it's, it's, it is interesting. We normally stock three different styles, um, of which one particular style is probably sixty percent of the market here. Okay. <clears throat> However, um, the problem normally occurs with concealed um, systems, um, which so, means in the wall, or yeah, yeah. So the ones that are oh. in the wall, and there's a big trend towards that in the new developments because it, it looks because it looks slicker. Not having the okay. tank there, it, okay. it makes the room look um, yeah. more slicker and modern. So they all want, well, so how want do you, to do it. How do you get into the concealed space? Is there like a panel that comes off? Or this is the logic, isn't it, James? <laughs> do you see what you've done there? You see where you went wrong? So there is a panel that you can guarantee has been sealed with silicon <laughs> and screws. Yeah. Um, and all, tiles over or, top of it as well? And always. Always, always. tiled over the top, apart from the one circumstance where they might put very thin marble, because obviously okay. they're on a price. Yeah. So very thin marble that will have again been sealed with silicon. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, and they call that an access panel. <laughs> and the risk level with these, yeah. we, have to, we have to literally you say break to people before, You can break those. Yeah, but if we break it, because remember, we talk quite a lot about the fact yeah. that when there's a development that's, that's buying, they will buy, they want something bespoke so it looks different to mm. everybody else's, mm. and they will buy for the project. They won't buy for additionals to be able to repair yeah, the project once it's done. What's silly, right? So it's, yeah, it is. It's insane. Um, but as a result of that, quite often, finding that match isn't absolute disaster area mm. so we really struggle with it and we have to say to people up front beforehand look this is why it's high risk if you really want us to do it if the boys think that they're capable of doing it without this happening we will go for it but if it does break we'll warn you up front i'm really sorry it a, is going to take us time to find it and secondly because it's a known issue it yeah. will be something we need to charge for yeah. difficult so so how do you deal with those because I mean in, in a sense when we talk about the the, yep. work, the mechanisms in the tank yeah. that they've concealed you know they're, they don't have an infinite lifespan you know they're gonna, 
there's rubber in there. Yep. There's there's bolts that's sitting in water, and our water is kind of salty. Yeah. So a couple of different scenarios there. Um, first of all, the main route in is not to lift out the main system at all, but to go in through the plunger mm. panel. Oh. So you take off the plunger panel. Now, about 25% of the time, um, the plunger uh, operates off vacuum. Okay. If you're really lucky, the vacuum tube that goes onto the plunger has just got a little bit loose at the, the plunger end. Ah, okay. Right? If that's the case, literally cut off five mil pair of scissors, uh, yeah. ideally those yeah. Ikea ones, <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Put it back on, everything's fixed. Yeah. And, and and you look like a genius. Yeah. 25% of the time. 25% of the time, it's the other end of that pipe. Normally, you can stick your hand in far enough to get to the other end of that pipe, work out whether or not it's one that you can take off and will be able to find, because you can't see it, yeah. the location again, pull off the other end, cut it off with the Ikea scissors, and then work your way back to put it in. Okay? So mm. that is if it is just vacuum related. Yeah. However, 75% of the time, it is the uh, the plastic seal, which is on the right. physical, yep. um, oh, what would you call it, physical flush mech itself, yeah. that basically goes brittle over time. Yeah. Okay. And I think you, I think you get about a, a 10-year span on those things. Don't you Less think? than that. Less than a year. Less Ooh, than oh, that. Really? Here. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the um, uh, you know cooler climes, you'd, yeah. um, you'd well, do better. And part than of it is because you've got water often in there that's fifty degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that that makes it brittle more, uh, much yeah. much sooner. Uh, okay, the bodge, which is uh, <laughs> what will happen if you're in your defects liability period, or alternatively, uh, you are not working with a reputable provider, uh -huh. is Vaseline on your finger Vaseline? through the hole around the edge. Really? Okay. Yeah, it'll last for about two three months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Bad. Really yeah, yeah. bad. Um, okay. Uh, Just long enough for them to get paid, get out of there and say, oh, it wasn't us. Absolutely. You'd be amazed how many people will say, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, we did that one. Um, but I'm so sorry. That's a consumable. It's not under warranty, which is insane. Um, the only way to do that properly is to get pictures of the flush mechanism. Um, and then for us, it goes uh, directly from technician through the our internal WhatsApp to the mm. purchasing team. Purchasing team will have it out inside 20 minutes to our suppliers um, who will hopefully be able to identify it quickly, at which point we will know whether or not we physically got to remove the flush mechanism um, to take with us as a, as a sample to try and match. And that's the only way you can do it. Oh, man. That's nice. So this this is goes less for being a DIY job to really you need to get the professionals in to work. Oh, yeah. That's not DIY in any yeah. shape or form. Um, without a doubt normal flush mechanisms yeah. so a normal tank um, uh, there's normally two styles it's either the, the kind of Jebret style or the Groher style yeah. um, and interestingly enough we've got a fantastic um, a budget brand called Tredex um, yeah. which um, we were fitting uh, a very well known brand that was double the price previously really? and I'd heard from our supplier look this is really good it's good quality but you you know, you can do this at a price point. Um, so I fitted it to my own one for six months okay. and just to see how it went. And? It was fine. But normally you'd want, if you imagine, you'd want, you'd expect kind of five years is about yeah. right in this climate for it. But I couldn't test it that far. 
so we risked it and um i we have had i reckon we fit 25 a week wow and i've had one failure now in seven years it's just that's incredible yeah i'm just thinking 25 a week and you're one yeah. operation i mean that's that's mm. a lot of lots well, a lot of if you imagine there's lots of aging uh, yeah. properties currently in dubai that are yeah. probably at that, that kind of five to seven year yeah. interval so as a result that's um it's kind of one of those standard items and the problem here is with pressurized water it will actually become really apparent very quick when you've got a leak because your pump keeps turning on right and then when your pump keeps turning on you naturally will freak about your dewer and rightly so yeah. <laughs> so you've got knowledge over the issue quite quickly which yeah. means that whereas maybe in um you know for instance um canada or the uk where you don't have a pump supply and you wouldn't notice it yeah. here you do notice so you do more re um replacements well the, the other side that I, I guess comes on a lot is is people have built buildings and i see them all the time that you know they've got big apartment blocks that have been put up or or villas but no one's living in them for years and then finally the 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 contractor whoever owns that property gets hands over the keys but it's been sitting there for two years or seven or seven is the case in some instances there, or seven <laughs> yeah on the economic lifestyle um those places are already due for replacements of things if the rubbers are, are still good and, you know, if things are, haven't been filled with sand all over it. You'd be, you'd be amazed how many of these instances um, there are where the developer will start the defects liability period uh, at the time of the last payment that came into them rather than at the move-in date of highly likely to be a tenant so it's already gone through that handover period mm. with the owner who may well not have been fully on it in terms of um, um, defect rectification yeah. in the first place or time to be able to get right. the tenant in so you'd be in a scenario there which happens a huge amount whereby you're already out of defects liability period when the first uh, tenant has moved in. That's, this is a big problem. Hmm. This yeah. is huge. There's, there's plenty of people that are much more ethical than that. Let's yeah. not, let's not yeah, tar yeah. everybody with the same brush. But that is a well-known scenario. Mm. It, one, of the, one of the places we spent some time at, my, my youngest was in last week and uh, was here for, for a very short visit, but a, but a fun visit. And we, oh, ended up, we ended up down at Town Square. Yes, Town Square. Which uh, interesting place? Interesting. They and and uh, it was it was interesting driving around there because there's still portions that are closed off and there's yes. still, but they have a flow rider, which is and and a trampoline park. And if you live there, you get discounted rates to use them. Flow rider? Are you talking here about surfing? Yes. I didn't know they had one there. Yeah, they, they have one there. There was one down on the beach that I knew about. Yes. But, um, so there's there's wow. one at, there's one at La Mer. Uh, yes. A different company makes that one. And 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 to be honest, it's it's a 180 you know circle thing. It's kind of cool. Not my favorite brand for using. And I'm not I'm not a connoisseur, but my boys you sound are. Like it. Well, my boys are. And I wow. I've, so we we were talking with my son, and we said, you know, I don't think you've ever gone flow riding without us as parents being there in his entire life. I think we've been at every time you've been on a flow rider because mostly you have to drive to get to them so oh, what are we going to do drop you off and then come back yeah. later it's like are you kidding you're going on something where it's got 40 mile an hour water coming out yes. on a thin thing and the, the possibility of you getting hurt yeah. Yeah, I'll just hang out in the sun and drink a coffee watching yes. or taking lots of pictures as I always do Lovely. But, but they have one at town square and and 
the, the uh, you know, 50 dirhams if you're a resident for an hour. Yeah. And, the, you know, boogie board or my son does stand up or 70 dirhams if you're a non-resident for an hour to That's use amazing. this thing. Well, I, they've got a phenomenal skate park there as yeah, well, which too. we've it's, been to. It's, all, it's right beside that. Is it? So the skate park, that it's- That can't have been there just, when I went. Just further over. They just opened it. So- Oh, okay. That'll be it then. We so, went, yeah. um, I went with Dylan, oh, must have been about, oh, just at the start of last summer. This oh, summer? yeah, yeah. No, so it's yeah, just so. been in the last couple months. So worth going to if you like boogie boarding. Yeah. Huge and, respect to them for, for oh, all man. the facilities that they're getting there. Oh, I, I, it was impressive. Dog yeah. park behind there as well. But they're huge areas that <laughs> they've, they've allowed for that. The yeah. skate park's enormous. Yeah. yeah. I, That's I, wonderful. I, I was really impressed. I was really, really impressed with it. And it was just fun. Great. And I and it, it was funny because I was looking, I go, man, if, if my boys were, were younger and still here, we probably would have had to move up there because Ooh. they would have been there. They would have wanted to be there every day. And, you know, you just have to budget it in. But I, it's like the drive from Murdoch to there, while not horrible. No, it's not too it's bad, still is a it? drive. Oh, and, it is a drive, but that's not. But you'd almost want to live there. I mean, I'm looking at where it is now. I don't know if I'd moved in there a year ago, but now it's getting better. It's, it's a lot of amenities are opening up. It looks kind of interesting. Fantastic. We'll, we'll go back and do another trip. I'm literally five minutes away anyway. Well, there you go. You got to so go check it out. I and, will check it and out. Getting on the boogie boards, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Those are, you know, like, you know, yeah, no, totally boogie, boogie so you get on the boogie yeah. boards there that they're, they're really geared up for that. Oh, so fantastic. my son was there alone. So what's he doing? He was, he was getting the lifeguards a little bit, uh, you know, concerned because obviously he's done a lot of this. So he's, yes. he, he, so he gets up on it and, and you know, you get, you get folks who look at him and say, Oh man, make, it must be really easy. Yeah. It's okay. really easy if you got hundreds of hours yes, of, of practice at it. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's, now he's 20, but he started doing this when he was 10. Wow. So, you know, he, he's got, Serious history. Yeah, he and he knows what he's doing. So he was getting on with two boards, one in his hand, and <laughs> he was then pushing. So he was getting up close to the barrier, jumping the barrier, and dropping his second board so that he could land on it. That's incredible. <laughs> so all this on have the you got water. Footage of that? I I I think I do have footage. Just send me that. He, I'd love to yeah, see it. He did fail most of the time when he was doing that. Oh well, yeah, uh, I know. But it's, it's a yeah. bit like um, skateboarding, though, yeah, isn't it? Much you are going to fail yeah. most of the time, and it's on water, and it's fun. And That's it's, incredible. Yeah. It, so it was it, it really, really cool things going on. And but I, again, all I kept looking at was all the the apartments and stuff, and the ones that they're building. Going, hmm, hmm, interesting, yeah. interesting place. Lots yeah. going on. Lots going on there. Yeah. Well, that being said, you know, I think we got to wrap up this podcast. Sounds good to me. Call it Thomas. We will fix it. Dubai essential maintenance. Dubai easy to find. How do we do it? Either we will fix it. dot com or essential maintenance. dot com. Um, you can call us. We have people, <laughs> and there are people. You know how many people there are that um, basically you call into a company and you get some phone center in goodness knows where. Yeah. Well, no, you call our company and you get employees that are sat directly above my office um, who are on the phone, and the only people who book at our company are our, um, European next tradesman you are a bookings team there we go so we are not a group of um, sales guys in wherever we yeah. are simply the, the people who deal with all of the other issues as well Colin absolutely fun podcast as always look forward to doing it again thanks you have been listening to the We Will Fix It show a Podaholics podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai and myself James Pikeaway if you want to get in touch with us Podaholics with a K at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials Podaholics with a K share the link thanks for listening so long for now 